1: JJ, for that introduction, and also I want to thank all my listeners from around the world. We're now in over 55 different countries, all the way from the U.S. and Canada to Europe to Hong Kong, Burundi, Africa, you name it, Malaysia, Philippines. We are so excited that the message of hope is getting out, because when we have hope, we have something to hang on to and that's what this is all about people with incredible extraordinary circumstances that they have overcome because they never ever gave up hope every story is different and with me today i am so excited to have meredith o'connor meredith is a teen idol and a pop star who is an anti-bullying icon Now, her rise to fame came from her debut single, Celebrity, which went viral on YouTube with over 2 million views within her first two months of having it on YouTube. That's pretty exciting. Her song, The Game has touched the lives of thousands of her fans throughout the world. And she's going to share a lot of this with us today, with how she started, what anti-bullying is all about, because this is what is one of her passions, is to talk about and sing about. So welcome, Meredith.
2: Thank you so much, Carol. Yeah, what you said is so true. It's such an important thing to talk about. And obviously, when my song Celebrity took off, it really, uh, I didn't know it would become what it did. And that was before I was you know realized i'd be talking about my experiences but after it did garner attention i realized that this is the kind of thing that um you know all all girls who are idolizing um their favorite singer should hear from from somebody they look up to because it's just something so important to to hear about so thanks for having the show on um on this important important topic
1: absolutely now throughout your songs you've had excuse me a consistent positive message in your words, of empowerment and staying strong. How can you tell us, or what can you tell us, how bullying affected your life and why you chose to sing about that?
2: Um, so basically, yeah, a lot of my songs do have the message of positive positivity, empowerment. And the reason I chose to sing, um, the reason I chose to kind of talk about it is because at first it was something that I, I was more so afraid to talk about. Um, when I was going through it, I was one of the kids who – Didn't really necessarily feel comfortable seeking help because I had low self-esteem. And um, even when the song Celebrity went viral, I still didn't really, you know, I wasn't really truly comfortable talking about my my past with the abuse and everything because it was just such a scary thing to talk about. Um, It wasn't until I found this new Found Fame and people would, you know, stop me in the street, and especially in my hometown, they'd say, you know, your song, celebrity, I really relate to it. And I, and I was like, you know, people. Are, and it was my manager actually who said initially said, you know, you have people watching, you have girls looking up to you, you should do something with that. And we were talking about a bunch of different causes, but um, I chose to do anti-bullying because it, it not, you know, it, it was scary and it wasn't easy for me to talk about my abusive past and um, what I went through. But it was the kind of thing where I realized, like now is my, you know, now is my chance. I, people are watching now, now is it's, it's almost my duty to, to tell these girls things that I wish I knew when I was 13. And, um, this is when I was, this is when I was 15 or 16. So it went viral when I was 16. So three years ago.
1: (laughs) So two questions. Number one, tell us about the song Celebrity.
2: Well, that's a really, I mean, it's only three years ago, but to me, it's just like ages ago that that was just, I wrote that when I had met my manager at um, a fundraiser for the Carol Galvin Foundation, which is a breast cancer, uh, it's a it's a breast cancer fundraiser. And it was, there's a lot of celebrities there. there was Kate Moss. There was, I mean, I was, this is when I was just started, you know, I was, I was modeling, but this event was meant so much to me because of how much people really cared. And I truly saw like Rick was a powerful manager using his power for good. And that's when I truly realized like, this is something that I want to be able to do. I had no idea that when I was talking to Rick and he knew people at my first record label, I had no idea that it would actually be something that I'd have the power to do, um, <laughs> but but I once once I signed with once Rick signed me and he introduced me to his producer friends and they gave me my first co- contract. It was just all like surreal from there, um, and that's pretty much how it all got started. Celebrity, he basically said, "Do you write songs?" And I said, "No, but I sing because I have a background in off Broadway." And I always used to love to sing in theater shows as a kid. So I basically went home that night, the night of the fashion show. I didn't sleep. I wrote a song in five hours. And uh, that song was about my ex-boyfriend. And it was about how I wanted to be a celebrity just to make him mad. The hook of it. So it had nothing to do with anti-bullying. But once it went big, then I was like.
1: Now let's back up, though. Let's talk about the bullying. You said you went through it. And why are you passionate about it? Share as much as you would like about that, please.
2: I did. I went through it, um, and you know, one of my favorite things to do, and even in concerts, I talk about it, is go to schools and universities and tell tell people that you know, a lot of times bullying. We have formal definitions for it, but I went through it. Um, really, and it's not just pushing and shoving. Which I did experience violence. I did experience having my nose broken. I did experience all sorts of different things, and um, that at first weren't easy for me to talk about, and then. Um, another thing that's, that I experienced was just being excluded and feeling like I wasn't good enough. So these are all things that I really grew up, you know, when I was, especially when I was like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, I just really didn't like myself. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and it's, it it made me feel like I was the only one going through it. So I was inspired, you know, obviously my experiences inspired me to be like, Hey, there are other girls who are writing to me on Instagram or writing letters, meeting me at meeting groups, telling me they feel alone and they feel I'm like, but they're not. So that's kind of, I use what I use, the feelings that I had, that the, the terrible um, low confidence that it gave me to, to propel what I do now.
1: So self-hatred is a major issue among that age group. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's such a, such a common, and it's sad how, how common it is. And it's traumatic. Like, I mean, what I went through was, was, You know, it was physical and it was verbal and both hurt just as bad. And it really makes you feel um, like when you're a victim of abuse, I'm sure you your show does focus a lot on, on the importance of speaking up. I mean, when you're a victim of abuse, you think it's your fault. And when people get bullied, it's not always considered like, oh, you're getting abused. But in a way, it's the same thing, because you're, you know, especially in my case, you're some you're being hit, battered down literally by your peers, and you start to think that you deserve it. It's so important to get out of that mentality, and it's so important to talk about it because, yes, as you said, it's really common.
1: Do you believe that talking about it is the most important thing, or what, what is the message that you give to these girls?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What are I would just say
1: when you do speak to the groups.
2: Um, my slogan is – well, there's a few things. My slogan is that you are not alone, um, and it's just – that's a big thing to me because I really I, – I thought I was alone. And I don't want people to, to feel like that. And it's, that's a scary feeling. And that's the kind of thing that will lead to self-hatred because if you feel alone, you'll feel like there's something wrong with you. And it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's that there's something wrong with the people abusing you. My other thing that I would say is that it gets better. And it's such a common, you know, it's a a phrase that people want to always tell, tell kids, but I, I believe it's so important to be proof that it gets better. And, um, that's, I see that kind of as, as my responsibility I don't ever want to let anyone down. So my message to, to my fans is that it gets better because if, you know, if I went from hating myself and now I, and now I have confidence in who I am, um, you can do it too. And I believe that speaking about it is also the third most important thing because that's the best way to recognize the problem. And it's scary, but even if you don't, love yourself enough to to get better or to try to get better if you speak about it maybe they'll not maybe they'll definitely the right person will build your confidence up and get you to a point where you know that you do deserve um to live without pain every day so speaking about it is important
1: and i'm assuming you get feedback that people have actually that this has helped
2: them This, I mean, my music is, I mean, sometimes you hear some serious stuff from, from, from young kids, which is always surprising. And even my staff at the meet and greets, like they'll see, you know, and it's so important for me to, to really spend time with, with these kids. And, and it's my favorite part of my job, but you see these kids saying how they're having suicidal thoughts and it's just, and I, and I know what it's like coming from that because it's, it's just, your mind is a powerful thing and it's easy to believe, um, what, what your mind tells you, even if it's not true. So I believe that when people come up to me and they say, you know, your song, a lot of times I hear this, like your song is the reason I haven't, you know, hurt myself and which is, which is truly amazing. And my job I feel is always to tell them to go to a psychologist. Uh, I think talking about it or a therapist or a family member, but they have to, they talk. have to talk about it. They have to and, talk. and I, and I think where my, my role and, and the, the fact that I was able to, my song was able to, um, a lot of times people say, you know, and I'll say, why did it save your life or whatever? And they say, you know, because it made me feel not alone. I, the song, the game meant a lot to me. I was actually independent at the time when I released it, um, without a label, but it meant so much to me because it kind of just shared, it shared what, uh, what I went through and it shared the kind of feelings that like I had that I thought I was the only one going through. And, um, it's just so important when people hear it, that's, that's often the song that people will say, you know, because of your song the game, I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because the whole song is is about how it's how you're not alone, how you didn't deserve it and how it's proving to these kids that it gets better. like I start out really awkward and then I end up getting better and it's just I believe it's important to really teach these kids to give to give them something to have hope for and and that's what's gonna get them through everything as your show mentions. What about um, age group? Well, I mean I'm 19 now my fans are primarily, I mean, I, I think I see a lot of the people that, um, are moved, you know, often the most because they're experiencing some serious, uh, depression, whatever it is. They're, they're young. They're, um, I mean, sometimes 11, 12, 13. Really? And then uh, yeah, I mean, and of course people, there are my, people, teenagers, my age too, who, who come to my concerts and that's always super fun. Um, but what I was going to say is, yeah, it's just, they're, are very young kids and then maybe like six, seven, um, most of the time, they're just you know happy dancing. But you can't you can't put a age limit on on mental health because it will it will uh, it has no mercy. It'll go right. after. Right. I mean, right. it's not always situational too. But it's the kind of thing that once you have anxiety or you have depression, you start to it's it becomes a vicious cycle. Um, if you don't have the right people around you, so I just want my music to to tell people to, to go find those people because they're out there.
1: Let's talk about you, your career sure. now. So. When did you decide you wanted to be a singer? And did you always sing since you were a little
2: girl? So I decided I wanted to be a singer. Um, I've, I've always actually, like, since I came out of the room, I've always wanted to be some sort of influential person or some sort of person involved in performing. And I know that sounds like, how does a one-year-old know that? I mean, it was just kind of like, (laughs) but I literally did, I I knew because I used to try to be a dancer and I was terrible. I was rejected from like three (laughs) different dance companies. And then I uh, was doing, I was finally accepted into one, but it was a theater company. And then I, you know, I was afraid to sing, but I realized that like, you know, with voice lessons, I, I, uh, got a good voice after time, and that was kind of what I was good at. And it became the kind of thing that when I was getting bullied every day at school when I was eight years old, like I could go to the to the community uh, theater and I could perform, and that was where I was yeah. accepted and and kind of successful. Like that was where I was able to shine, and I, I wasn't getting good grades because I was you know really suffering from a lot of stuff with the bullying. It, it, it affects everything. So. That was where I could go, you know, and I think it's so important for people to find something that they love. But anyway, that's how I knew I loved to perform, and how I, how I got discovered was I was uh, modeling. I got scouted from uh, Viva Skull from MMG. She uh, was like, "Hey, we can use you to be a model," and I'm like, "Sweet." So then after that, I just started landing all these jobs, and then I got offered to walk, but for free. It was it was a volunteer show for the foundra- for the foundation the Carol Galvin Foundation, which Rick Galvin, we all knew he'd managed all these bands and stuff. And we're all, you know, excited because he was directing the show because it was his foundation. So I uh, I was talking to him and basically saying, like, look, I know you manage musicians. like, And he was telling me he wanted he was looking for a new pop singer and word got around. So I, I basically, you know, and he shares the story to to our new label now um, and to my producer, Kenny Ortiz. He basically says, Meredith basically forced me to sign a contract <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he had no choice. I wasn't going to let him leave until, until he signed me. I was like, listen, okay, I could totally do this. So I had no idea. I didn't, I'd never written a song. I said, I, I, look, I had never written a song, but I'll go home. I'll write one. And I had his email uh, he gave me his email. So I, I was so excited. I go home and this is I'm i am like 14 at the time and I write the song and, and then he set up a meeting. So that's how that's how it, got, it all happened. And it was just I was so I mean, I still am spastic, but I was just such a like crazy, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: yeah, what kind of music? What kind of music is um, it?
2: My music is—it's top forty. It's um, pop, essentially. Okay. My my one main radio hit song, "Just the Thing," is kind of—it's definitely pop. The game was like its own thing. That was—that's like pop as well, but it's also a little bit more sad in the beginning, at least because it's just. It's, but all of my music has—I'm influenced heavily by theater and by okay, game, theater because it's what I my it's it's who I am. It's where I grew up. It's it's like I pretty much was raised on a stage and. Also, Queen, because uh, I just think they're awesome, and I think they're really theatrical, and their music is, like, crazy. But it's – I try to – you know, even though my label is always talking about, like, we want to get it on the radio, we have to – the radio to be on the radio it has to be a certain way. And and that's all good. It's just I have to – sometimes I want to do, like, crazy, like, key changes and, like – but no matter what, my music always is going to have some sort of orchestral, like, crazy, interesting – interesting musical element because i think my fans deserve to to hear that good stuff
1: now you grew up in a time when american idol was huge on tv as this is its last season did you I ever know. did you ever get involved with that at all or want to or think um, about that or
2: i i did audition and then i one time and they said no <laughs> really yeah it's i mean you know and i'll, I'll share that story i mean it's just um And then, you know, there's always that story. My friend who's now on Broadway auditioned. They said no to it's it's, (laughs) I, 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 am not kidding. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. I actually, my friend um, Garrett Gardner, he went to the voice and uh, they, they're doing some interesting stuff. And now also my producer who's uh, who discovered Christina Aguilera is, is always hanging out with Christine, team Christina. They have uh, Garrett was with Shakira, but I just think they've taken a lot of talented people um, that I've grown to know and, and um, that are really, really do deserve to be there. So I, I, I love that show. And yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. That's... You
1: know, you just don't have any idea what's in your future, do you?
2: No, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I, it's just like with American Idol. Um, it, Honestly, like for, for music, at least, it's definitely an up and down roller coaster. Like when Just the Thing, I mean, when Celebrity came out, it was a huge deal because that was my first song. And then when Just the Thing came out, it was like she also now has an even bigger hit. And now it's kind of like, the album came out and it's been touring around the world and doing a lot of uh, work and not much sleeping. So it's, it's, it's fun. I do aspire to get a college degree. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to be a full-time student last year, but I had to do the, I didn't have to, I, mean, I did the world tour, which was the most amazing experience ever. What do you want to get few, your degree in? Um, I want to do a degree in either public relations or film production or something with motion graphics, because I think it's important to be able to, um, it's important to be able to be, to understand the behind the scenes aspect of it and to truly know, like, you know, when you, when, when you're doing, whether it's an endorsement or when you're watching a movie, I mean, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes, the writers, the directors, and I have so much respect for, um, for people who, who are high up in in the film industry and doing good things with, with their power, because like music, it's a medium that I always loved and um, I want to, and actually, that brings me to, to my next step in my career, which I'm still going to be doing music, I'm still touring, I'm still meeting my fans, and I love all that, but I did always want to be an actress on, on in movies, um, and there have been movies that have used my music and given me cameos, and they've been great, um, but... I want to, I really do want to be an actress because I, I, for, for screen, because I just, I know how much, uh, it means to some people. and I want to be able to create, uh, some, a message through that as well. So that's, that's something that I want to, um, study in school, especially the filmmaking, because I feel like as a singer, you learn a lot about behind the scenes. You learn about what your publicist does. And I've had some great publicists and obviously my manager is, is everything. He makes everything happen, but it's important to know what's going on, um, and especially, you know, that's why publicity is always so interesting to me because, you know, you talk about American Idol and all these shows and and how they get uh, to be so loved, you know, and and how. Um, I just, I just think it's, it's it's something that always fascinated me. So I, I definitely right. want to do that. So I will be studying. Uh, I will be doing a, being a full time student, um, and I will be venturing into film, which is a new announcement that um, we've just started talking about.
1: And that's the redhead
2: Randy. Oh, that, no, that was an old cameo. They just oh, had me. okay,
1: okay, <laughs> uh, okay. The new
2: film is, is with the Lake Edge Production Studios, um, and that is with Lawrence Williams, who's done a bunch of films out in the UK. He's also based in LA, and he has, um, he's taken interest to um, pretty much a biography, but it's also, it's going to be a fictional feature film. Uh, I can't say too much about it. Sure. It, uh, the studio took interest in, in my life, and the fact that I went from being abused to, uh, finding this newfound fame and, and using it for for good. And so he's making a story about the um that's gonna be really all I can say is it's really gonna be honest and visceral and real and really show it, it's also gonna it's gonna be family friendly and fun and funny and but it's gonna also be honest to, to the people who who will follow my music, to the people who are seeing the movie. It's gonna show like this is this is the story of, of Meredith O'Connor. She was bullied and, you know, the show, it'll show the rise to fame and it'll also show ups and downs that I can't talk too much about, but it's going to have a lot of really interesting elements to it. I'm so excited to start this project. <laughs> I mean, I cannot, when, you know, I'm, Lake Edge Productions is is doing a lot of great things and um, I just, I'm very excited to to uh, talk more about this. Well, and Lawrence Williams is the producer.
1: You obviously have a lot of energy you are also, (laughs) you you are also very young. Are you concerned or is anyone around you concerned about burnout saying that you are this busy at this age and what's the future is holding?
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that was, uh, that, that is always a concern. Um, and the people who have that concern are usually the people that, uh, are trustworthy and like (laughs) the people that I should really actually be listening to. Like, you know, my mom's had that concern, but at the same time she knows I'm I'm doing what I love, and she's she's like, okay, it's good. And then my manager is, is always he's always he he worries, but it's good because you don't you know I've had people around me who don't care about that. They're like, we just want right. They just want to push right you, yeah. yeah. They push you, and they're like, I know you're tired from the press tour, and but like Rick, on the other hand, it was Fashion Week. And which I loved, I had so much fun, my friend Madeline Stewart came along, we invited her to a bunch of shows, and she's the first model with Down Syndrome, so that was fun, and he was actually telling me, you know, I know it's great, and he he's, and it's so ironic that he said this, because he is the director of the uh, one of the New York Fashion Week shows with Irina Shabaeva and everything, and he, they, he based, and it, you know, a lot of people around me will say, oh, go to this, go to that, and there's always the invites, but I was told to slow it down. Because we had the media tour coming up in Greece and a few other things uh, lined up, literally the day after. So it was—it's always like it's like a, a battle. It's like oh, I want to, you know. But then at the same time, you don't want to—you don't want to get tired, and then you don't want to get sick, which—which which does happen. Exactly. Um, and I've only canceled one concert because I was really, really, really sick. But most of the other times, when I'm heaving my guts out, I still sing.
1: You mentioned that you rescued Teddy a dog oh my
2: god my little yes so
1: he must bring a little bit of balance to your life right
2: he does when i travel a lot and it's always a different team around me um different bands different dancers and but it's always teddy except for international flights but we're working on the quarantine thing i rescued him three months ago so i every time i have to go to europe um, or international to another country i have to not bring him which is not fun um but (laughs) I am obsessed with this dog like oh my god he's the cutest thing he's a little chihuahua I rescued him from one of my shows in Fresno California and his original owner he was stray she couldn't take him she had already rescued a lot of dogs but she told me that he she said you're the anti-bullying singer right I'm like yeah she's like you know he gets bullied and I, I just I'm like, I'm like what so and it was I just looked her in the eye and I, I remember I had no plan I had no I didn't know my apartment I, I didn't know what I was gonna do but I just said I'm taking him home and and it was, um and it was going to go to my dancer. And then my manager was going to be like, Oh, I'll take him. And then I ended up, um I ended up keeping him. So it was, it was really scary, because I realized, like, I hope my manager or dancer, because there were two people who said they'd keep him, they they saved the day by saying they would, but I ended up making it work. And getting to keep him so he's very handsome
1: and you're madly in love
2: god i like you just say his name and i'm like oh my god
1: there's there's nothing more that i could say first of all you have a passion which, to me, that's exciting because, like I said, that's what this show is all about for people oh, who good. who have definitely, you know, we've had a few people on here who have been the victims of bullying and they were able to overcome it. And one of the ways was by sharing their story. And I'm assuming that that is your thrust as well. Tell yep. people to share of, their story.
2: Part of my speeches at schools is basically saying, you know, they in, in interviews, they say, Meredith, how did you overcome your self-esteem issue? How did you overcome it? Well, I didn't truly overcome hating myself until the song, the game came out and uh, the game coming out was the scariest, but also the best thing that it's ever happened in my life, because it's not just like, it's not just helping fans. It's also helping me because it it's the first time I ever came to terms with the fact that maybe the people who picked on me were wrong and it wasn't mm. me who deserved it, you know, and, and discovering that makes you, let me tell you, that makes you feel like I spent like the first decade of my life hating myself when I should have been like no this is messed up these people are wrong and there's some really terrible things that kids do to other kids and the poor victims are hating themselves for it it's just so important to to let them know you know was your
1: family aware of it at the time um uh,
2: my family was uh, my mom you know she she knew like i came home with a broken nose one day um and when i actually most radio shows i don't always get into this too much but i like i said i put it in the song the game and it was really sad because i i was in gym class and this one girl thought it'd be cool to like let me you know play basketball with meredith and there's we you know and the teacher's like great guard meredith and i was the kind of i was really bad at it so no one ever wanted to play on my team and it was like oh my god this is so crazy why does she want to why does she want to play? She's always mean to me. And she punched me in the nose um, right when I was trying to like score a goal. And I guess it's looking back just now, I'm thinking about it. It's it's kind of metaphorical for for me. And I was sixth grade at the time. And it reminded me of, of me trying to like find happiness or success. And then someone like will just punch you, you know. So I was literally right about to. And then my nose was red and broken. And my mom knew. And she even she tried to do some things. But it was hard because I just would never admit to it. Um, probably because I was just so ashamed. It was a mix of shame and a mix of me not thinking I deserved to get help. And it was also the main problem was I was thinking, why am I going to go ahead and tell my mom that I'm being called ugly if what they're saying is true? Like, yeah, and that, and I, and it's, and it's hard to, you know, and and I, when I tell that to people, they say, oh, that's so sad, and and it's it's sad to to think about that I once felt that way, and that there are girls and boys thinking that. All the time. So it's so important to do the shows like this and to do uh, and to talk about, you know, the things that we talk about. So anyway, um, she didn't really know what what you know, how bad it was. And she she mm. figured it out. But I just wasn't really comfortable talking about it. It's okay. so important. Um, and, and I have seen, you know, the, the best part about my job. And uh, no matter what, I'm, I'm just always going to love um, one of my the proudest things that, that I am of is the fact that there are girls who, who've said, you know, they were in my position, fans who listen to my music, who now have decided not to, to take the path of shame and guilt. And when they didn't do anything wrong, they, um, they tell their mom, they tell their dad. And, and now they will write to me and say, you know, I'm, I'm seeing someone I'm uh, I told my mom, I wanted help. I told, you know, and it's just so great to see that, you know, if it weren't for, you know, that if my music was able to, to change that, that's so much less suffering that, you know, that, that kid has to go through.
1: So it's considering what's on your plate in the near future and how busy you are. And it, it's so wonderful to see a young woman like yourself who still has the passion to want to help others. <clears throat> that is something I hope you never lose. And from what you've told me about your, yes, your manager, Rick, he mm-hmm. sounds like the kind of guy that's going to keep the, that in perspective as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: he, he never lets, like, basically there, we've had, I've had three different labels and um, I've, you know, I've done a lot and you know, whatever, but it's, it's, he's always pretty much the one to say like, don't let it get to your head and, um, make sure you he's, he helped, he helps keep me grounded because he's not, he's never, you know, and the reason he's still my manager is because he's never been the kind of guy to be like, um, like, oh, you're famous for five minutes. Let's make money. And then like abandon, <laughs> you, which is really <laughs> sad. I mean, I mean, when I go to Hollywood, I hear, Thousands of those stories, child stars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really important to have people you trust. And also, the reason I don't think I, I, like I said earlier, it's just I owe it to, it's my responsibility to um to be the role model that I wish I had when I was 13, because there were no role models to to look up to in the pop world when I was 13. And I mean, and if we're, you know, but I mean, there were there were some. I just didn't really know who to look up to as far as the anti-bullying thing goes. So I'm not gonna let them down. And also, no matter how crazy it gets, and no matter how much people say, oh, I love you, you're great, you're this, you're that. Um, I'm never, I'm never going to forget how badly I was treated and that's always going to propel me to want to help people. You know I mean? I'm never going to be like, let me, let me treat someone like they're lesser. I'm never going to think I'm better than people, even no matter how I get treated now, because I just, I'll remember that I'm never going to treat someone the way I was, was treated. So I just think it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's like easy to get swept away in it, but at the same time, it's just remember that you're really, really lucky to be here.
1: I applaud you that you are focused, that you are grounded, mm-hmm. that you have people around you that will help bring, keep your balance, that you have Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> all of these things in your life that, I mean, you obviously are well-rounded and yes, that's, that's exciting to hear in a woman who has accomplished as much as you have and who wants to go so far. The music business is not an easy business. Yeah. And I'm sure you are well aware of that. So it's wonderful to hear such positive input from someone in your age group and in your status of what you have accomplished so my hat is off to you we applaud you we thank you for sharing that and we certainly want to hear within another year or even six months some more good reports and we'll do this again and hear what's happening and all the new things obviously you are a going concern and that's wonderful it's so good to it's so good to hear you I really appreciated that meredith Yeah. what about the upcoming
2: duet with garrett the, uh, oh the song um garrett well he's a great he's a great guy he really uh does care about anti-bullying and i love working with people who who are genuine um i did i worked with champions against bullying they pretty much sponsored the music video we had um garrett clayton um who's who's great he sang on the song and we he, he's super nice and he made it really fun um you know and i always love working with people who have like a sense of humor like mine and and just that you could just have fun with in the studio. We produced it with Heather Holly. Of course, Kenny Ortiz did the final edits. Um, and we, and so that song came out, um, it premiered, it premiered on NBC and it's about overcoming, you know, it's about saying like, you know, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what obstacles you face, um, nothing is stronger than love, nothing is stronger than us, which is pretty much paraphrasing the lyrics uh, a little bit. But that's what it's about. And to show uh, that I wanted to include my friend Madeline in the music video. Um, She is the first model with Down syndrome. And what some might see is an obstacle having down syndrome is what makes her, her It's what makes her beautiful. It's what makes her amazing. And That's kind of her whole platform. So no matter what you're, you're, you could do what you want in life and um, nothing can stop you. So having her in the music video really meant a lot to, um, to us and to champions against bullying. I remember Lee Rachel faith really loved hanging out with her. So that was, that was fun.
1: Thank you. Thank you again, Meredith. I really appreciate that input as well and everything that you shared today, not just sharing your success, which of course we congratulate you on, but sharing where you've been and thank you who so you much. want to help i mean this is this is so exciting and this is of course what we're going to promote through this show so i thank you you've been a pleasure and i appreciate your energy it's a great way to end end the show today so well, thank i you thank so you much. and we will talk again meredith for sure
2: oh great and um i'm looking forward to hearing from you soon so okay
1: um, all right meredith bye-bye